Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team Force always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to Wilfred Watches Podcast. It is May, May 6th, day of recording, and very hectic time in the world of pro wrestling. Lots of news, lots of happenings, lots of changes, lots of anticipation going on, and it's a lot of really good wrestling too. So if you are unfamiliar with New Japan Pro Wrestling, I am going to be throwing down a bunch of names from the roster, talking about the matches. From this past weekend, there was a big event, and it was a two-day event called Wrestling Dontaku. Big title matches, mixed tags, individual single, uh, singles matches, uh, titles on the line. As we start to get closer to New Japan's Dominion show. Dominion is essentially the second biggest show on the calendar. So Wrestling Dontaku is a an appetizer, I guess, um, before the big meal of the summer events, and uh, we had lots of great pro wrestling. Outside of New Japan Pro Wrestling, we did also see Pro Wrestling Noah is bringing in a favorite of mine, uh, uh, one of my favorite younger, lesser known guys to the casual fan, and that's Chris Ridgeway. He has a black belt in being hard as F, and he's going to be part of the Junior Tag League in Pro Wrestling Noah. So if you remember the days of Misawa and, you know, Kenta back in the day, uh, they are doing some really good things. They're under new leadership uh, management. They've got a new logo. And uh, I would highly suggest checking out the Twitter account at Hisame. That's H-I-5-A-M-E. For all the best Pro Wrestling Noah coverage and translations. Um, and they're putting on more shows on YouTube. I think they're kind of testing the market to see if there is a streaming um, you know, market out there for people who will tune in and pay for it. So if you want to support Pro Wrestling Noah, I would check out the YouTube, watch the shows, leave a nice comment, and uh, check it out. The more competition, the better, which is why I am looking forward to AEW. Yes, they are completely unproven. They have no matches. They have a roster of names and people, and they have nothing to base my opinion off of. But they have a lot of guts, they have a lot of ambition, and they have a lot of really, really good pro wrestlers. We shall see. But in the sake of competition and making everybody better and making the whole genre of pro wrestling better, 
I'm hoping AEW stands on their own two feet and um, becomes their own thing. Doesn't become WCW 2.0. Obviously not TNA. And they just become their own thing. So I'm hoping the best for that. So elsewhere in stardom, the top women's professional wrestling organization, a wild amount of pro wrestling going on this week. Um, We're doing unit factions. This is essentially the groups are producing their own shows this week. So Queen's Quest stars, Tokyo Cyber Squad, Oedo Tai are putting on their own shows. And there's lots of really fun content um, to kind of take away a little refreshing break from all the serious wrestling. We've got some, you know, different types of matches, I'll just say that. Um, And the costume change battle royale was a whole lots of fun. So Stardom's doing a lot of fun things. Of course, if you want to jump on the Stardom bandwagon, it is billed from the first of the month to the end of the month, like most Japanese streaming services. So if you're going to get on board, try to get closer to the beginning of the month. And if you get up now, get on now, you'll see the Cinderella tournament. It was the first time that I had been a viewer of the Stardom Cinderella tournament. And it was a lot of fun, except for a couple of hecklers in the audience. Um, Besides that, the wrestling was fun. It was a good, quick pace. It's a 16-woman single elimination tournament that all coincides in one evening. Um, Emanating out of that was Arisa Hosiki. She is a star, and she is somebody who I really haven't paid enough attention to since I started watching. My eyes have kind of focused more towards Jungle Kiona, Hanakimura, Miyagi, Starlight Kid, um, Hazuki, of course, Momo. But Arisa Hosiki has really, really just, boom, she stormed through that tournament. She's a major player, and I'm fascinated to see how the landscape of stardom changes over the over the course of the year. Of course, Hanakimura is now full-time on board. Um, also, B. Priestley, full-time on board. So, some very, very uh, good signs for stardom world. But, I do want to talk about Wrestling Dontaku today. Um, and uh, basically, we had a bunch of tag matches, mixed tags. We got to see the Young Lions in the early on uh, matches. And I want to say this about the Young Lions. The whole system that New Japan has is just such a fine-tuned, well-oiled machine. You've got Young Lions who are training. And they're not just training for like six months or a year. They're training for years just to get the chance at getting their own gimmick. So they are completely fine-tuned before they're even, you know, taken seriously. And you've got a really, really good crop of guys right now. Rin Narita, Yamura, Suji, Yumino. These are some top, top young prospects. Uh, Shota Umino is actually, I think, the head of the class right now. Likely going to be a heavyweight, I would think, just based on the the size and the frame of the individual. He is, Umino, he is the son of Red Shoes, the referee. 
So if you're unfamiliar with a lot of these names, you should be familiar with Red Shoes, the head senior referee of New Japan Pro Wrestling. His son is Shota Umino. Uh, we got to see some cool mixed tags. We got a vignette for somebody who says, time's up. And um, we did get a question on the Twitter sphere that was asking, who do you think is going to challenge Juice Robinson? Juice Robinson is, of course, the U.S. IWGP champion. And I I think that, you know, it did have a clip of Juice in that vignette. And I, I'm starting to think, based on what uh, I'm seeing on the internet, is that I think it's going to be somebody named Josh Bodum. Josh Bodum is a beast. He is a guy from the UK. He is a, uh, I think, the, the top guy to be that role. And I think he is going to be the challenger for Juice Robinson's US title. Juice has had this title for a little while now. Um, so I think it is actually time up for Juice to have that. Um, and EPW Show is the one who dropped that question. Conrad, of course, at EPW Show. He is on uh, Brain Buster Radio with myself, of course, and the whole crew. Uh, very, very smooth voice. He is better than the other Conrad in podcasting, and I'll say that. Uh, he's our Conrad, and he's better. Um, smooth, silky voice, very intelligent guy. And he's very ambitious. So check out at EPW Show. Um, but elsewhere, we went on to see some interactions for matches coming up. Of course, Ibushi, Naito happening in Dominion, most likely. We got Sho and Yo tagging up against Shingo and Bushi. All of these are going to be, you know, in the best of the Super Juniors coming up. Juice interacting with other folks like Chase and Bad Luck Fale. Those are kind of your U.S. title contenders at the moment. Um, we got a good special you know, tag match between Ishii and Okada versus Evil and Sonata. This one is kind of just teasing the next night, which we'll cover a little bit better. Um, and then we got a couple of title matches on the 3rd of May. And it was the Never Openweight Championship match. Which is exactly what it sounds like. It's an open weight title. Jeff Cobb is your title holder. He came into this for his first defense. Of course, he won the Never title at MSG at the Supercard. And he defended against Tai Chi. Lord Tai Chi is hashtag glorified jobber. Everybody loves him because he sucks. And I don't care for him. But it was a really good wrestling match. Uh, tai Chi is fun in the ring. He's comedic. He can go. Uh, I, I, I don't really care for the pants removal because only Okada can do that to an actual pop. Uh, Cobb, of course, got to be very athletic, very uh, display all of this crazy agility. We saw bridging German suplexes into a like leaping pile driver. That was probably one of the most sick moments of the match. But Taichi wins, and Suzuki Goon have a belt. So Taichi wins after 17 minutes, and he is going to be challenged by somebody tomorrow night, on the next night. Elsewhere, we saw the main event of the evening, Dragon Lee versus Taiji Ishimori. And when you see Taiji walk to the ring, he walks kind of slow with a limp. And you think, oh, this guy's being dragged out of the dead, right? Well, 
inside the square circle, he moves so fast. He is so low to the ground. He's a little shorter. So just the way that he moves in the ring, the way that he conducts himself in the ring, Taiji Ishimori is a freak of nature. But he's going up against Dragon Lee, the IWGP Junior Champion, and he is putting his first defense on the line. He's got Kamatachi slash Hiromu's mask. He's really wanting, you know, Hiromu to return. And it's only fitting with Dragon Lee being the one who accidentally injured Hiromu. These two are best friends. And that's the last person that wanted to, you know, he's the last person who wanted to injure his best friend. It was an accident. So it happens. And now that we have. Dragon Lee as the champion. My hopes are up very high that we'll get Hiromu coming back at the best of the Super Juniors finals to make a really, really special occasion even better and come out and challenge for his title. We'll see. Will Dragon Lee still be the champion by then? Very big question mark. Very big question mark because the best of the Super Juniors is starting next week. And the lineup is stacked. You've got Osprey, Bandito, Desperado, Marty Skrull, former IWGP Junior Champion Marty Skrull is in this, and nobody's talking about him as a viable winner. You've got Shingo Tagagi, who's a big favorite amongst people online, but there are so many really good options. Um, but anyways, Dragon Lee, in a really screamer of a match, this is the match of the entire evening, I would say. So if you're going to fire up New Japan World, go find the May 3rd edition of Wrestling Dantaku and watch Dragon Lee versus Taiji. 25 minutes of speed, vicious, hard-hitting action. Just a thrilling, thrilling junior title match. And it really makes New Japan the the best junior division anywhere right now um the next night was may 4th and we got some more mixed tags we got some more fuckery with uh yeah i, I threw out the f word I, I couldn't think of a better word when i see yano pinning jado just so much fuckery with these two in the ring uh yano did win in a six-man tag pinning jado so G.O.D. goes unscathed and nobody loses a pinfall as G.O.D. are still the tag champions, of course. Juice gets another pinfall over Hikileo in a mixed tag. Um, we get the debut of British Wrestling Cruiser Jr., whatever the fuck, El Phantasmo. LP is... He's like a ballerina um, trapeze hybrid pro wrestler he's filthy good he's filthy good looking and he's also part of the filthy bullet club with taiji ishimori now uh really fun match versus osprey and dragon lee el Fantasma, of course in his debut is going to get a big pinfall but he doesn't pin the champ he pins osprey which probably will lead to Osprey getting his revenge in the best of the Super Juniors tournaments when they face off, because LP is going to be in that tournament. And then, of course, the two co-main events, we had Tomohiro Ishii versus Evil. Now, low-key, 
I told you last week this is a number one contendership for the Never Belt, and that's exactly what happened. These two went at it, and I saw online initially on Twitter that this is one of the best matches people you know of the weekend, and I disagree. I don't think Evil and Ishii was the match of the weekend. I think that was for the main event of Sonata and Okada. Ishii and Evil started quick and fast and hard. Nice. But it slowed down a bit. They went outside. It slowed up. And the pace really was... It was a little off kilter for me. Then things got picked up again. We got Evil going after Ishii's leg. Finally. And I say finally because every goddamn time somebody goes after Ishii's neck... It's useless. He doesn't have one. So, Evil very wisely goes after the legs. Um, Ishii fights back, though. He's stubborn. It was turned into a beef fest as we got to the latter end. The crowd was crazy by the end of this match. And Ishii wins with a huge brain buster. Um, so Ishii wins, and of course, he is going to now challenge Taichi for the Never title. So, looks to me like that Never title is going to start transitioning back to a big boy beefy battle belt. And um, that's cool with me, but remember, just a year or so ago, this was a big Haas belt. And it kind of was, the focus was taken off of it. I don't know if it was because the players involved or the stories, but uh, hopefully it keeps its freshness. But I'm kind of concerned about it. If it goes back to a big Haas fight, we need to have some guys like Cobb coming over more frequently. Um, We need to have Evil in that contention winning the belt occasionally. Let's get some new faces instead of Ishii and Goto just going at it every month. I love those two, but let's keep it a little more fresh. But anyways, Ishii in a really strong match. I would say either second or third best match of the weekend for me. Evil again seems to be slipping down the pecking order of LIJ. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's just that's how strong Los Ingobernables is. I think Sonata is 1A right now, or 1B Naito's 1A. I mean, it's that damn close. Saying that, Sonata challenged Okada. Kazuchika Okada, of course, beating Jay White at MSG Super Card, G1 Super Card. And the photos of Sonata, if you haven't seen this match, this is your match of the weekend right here. And you need to get on New Japan World. Set about 45, 55 minutes aside. Pop it on and watch this brilliant pro wrestling match. You get Okada. He's back in full Rainmaker mode. He is at the top of his game. And you have Sonata. Mr. Untapped Potential in a new blue and black attire. He's got a new mask. He's got a new jacket. His hair is... Sexy. And um, these two start really slow. And I mean old school, very slow start to the match. Slow build. 
and it grows gradually. It does not quickly just boom, Kenny Omega running all over the goddamn place. But it's also not just rushing into it and going too fast. These two started slow. They're like mirror images almost of each other, just different trajectories over the time of their career. And they're very identical. They're very similar, I should say. It grew slowly. It grew and it grew and the match had a pace that naturally progressed and got better and a little quicker and a little faster and a little more intense, a little more hard hitting and a little bit more dramatic. And it just kept growing at such a perfect progression for me. Um, Really great moment, of course. One of my absolute favorite setups is Sonata with the Dragon Sleeper, and then he spins his opponent in the Dragon Sleeper, rendering him, you know, senseless on the ground, and then he goes for the Moonsault. I love this setup. We got that tease a couple of times. We even got Sonata dropping a fucking Rainmaker on Okada, but as this 38-minute classic advanced, Okada got the upper hand. Big Rainmaker, Leaping Tombstone, Okada is still your champion. Sonata is, he has eclipsed Evil's progression at this point. There's no need for Evil and Sonata to be a tag team anymore. I believe Sonata is good enough to win a G1 block. Not the whole thing, but to win his block. It's a great... Progression he's on. Maybe not put him even in a title picture this year. Let's just show that he's good enough to be on his own. And he doesn't even need Los Ingobernables. Now, when you see a person leave a group or leave a faction, leave a unit. Typically, your default position is to say, well, he's going to turn heel. How is he going to turn on them? You don't have to turn somebody. You can have Sonata depart the group, leave the group mutually. He doesn't need their support. He respects them. He still loves them as a family, but he's got to move on because he is on his own at this point. So that's what I'm hoping. A friendly Sonata versus Naito feud. How good would that be? Well, wrestling Dantaku is lots of fun, but... It never slows down in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and that's what I love. There's so many events, and we have Best of the Super Juniors coming up next week. Um, When this is released today, there would have been the blocks announced for Best of the Super Juniors. So, as of recording this at the second, I don't know which sections and blocks the Best of the Super Juniors are in, but we will have some sort of a contest on Brain Buster Radio trying to give something away. What we have is a Chase Owens, uh, signed Chase Chase Owens uh, trading card and a signed ACH 8x10 photo. Those are the prizes we are giving out. These are my personal collection of items that I want to give away to the person who has the best, best of the Super Juniors predictions. So please participate. Make it worth my while. Um, All right. Twitter. I am at Wilfred Watches and, of course, at Brain Buster Radio for all the wrestling discussion you could ever want and more. 
We got some questions. So at Badlands Pod, of course, Thursday show on Brain Buster Radio says we're getting Okada versus Jericho. Of course, yes. After the Okada match, Jericho had a short video proclaiming he is coming after Jericho or coming after Okada. Uh, Badlands Pod says with Jericho signed with AEW, does it telegraph the result of one of New Japan's biggest cards? Yes, it does. It tells me that Jericho is going to lose. Does that take away from the match? No, not at all. Max, we are only going to get to see Okada versus Jericho probably once in our life. And for me to lessen the importance of this or not watch it or skim past this because I know Okada is going to win would be criminal. I have to see this match. Even if I know the results, and if you're, if you're, you know, if you're looking at this based on results only, or you're scared of spoilers, then sometimes I don't understand what you like about wrestling. Because wrestling is an in the ring, in the ring drama. It's a context of sport and theater and drama, and who cares if you know the results? Isn't it the wrestling that you're there for? Or is it for the story? Another question um, Mags asks is, does the match with Okada highlight... Okada and Jericho highlight the lack of stars in the upper echelon of New Japan Pro... No, I'm just going to stop you there, Mags. How can you highlight something that's not there? There's not a lack of stars in the upper echelon. There is a... Uh, an Actual, there's an over... There's a wealth, a huge, bulging, raging uh, hard-on of wealth on the top echelon of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So you need to chill your tits, Mags. You're getting old, buddy. Slow down. No, dude. Honestly, though, there's there's a really strong top level of New Japan Pro Wrestling stars. And they have a hierarchy that's great. Because you can interchange these mid-level talents, mid-carters, and you can push them straight into the top level with ease. Because New Japan Pro Wrestling can provide that context and convince you that they belong. If they wanted to, they could convince you that Shota Umino is going to be a top star. And they could push him straight to the top, if need be. And this is just an extreme example. It's not going to happen. But they could do it and they convince it. They can convince you. And that's how good New Japan Pro Wrestling is. Could they do that in WWE with Heath Slater? No. Because WWE can't tell a story for shit. It, it, it's, it's one or two week booking at the best in WWE. New Japan Pro Wrestling can convince you. They'll stick to their guns. And they'll pull the trigger. New Japan Pro Wrestling does not have a lack of upper stars in the upper echelon. So, that's whack. RJ asks, are we going to see an AEW-New Japan collaboration? No. I don't think so at all. I think that Chris Jericho is a one-off case. He is a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. He is ECW star. WCW star. WWE star, CMLL star, New Japan star. You know, Chris Jericho can do whatever the fuck he wants because he still draws. He's main eventing Dominion. 
He's co-main eventing Wrestle Kingdom. Chris Jericho is good enough to do whatever the fuck he wants at this point. And it doesn't mean that there's an entire link formed between AEW and New Japan. Kenny Omega, because of his history in Japan, because of the accolades that he's had, I do believe the fact that he could come and do a one-off match in New Japan and that's it. As far as a link, this is the thing. AEW, I don't think, is in need of a link. New Japan Pro Wrestling does not need a link. It only helps business in certain situations. But it's not necessary. So I don't think that the AEW New Japan link is there. I think it's just people overestimating and guessing. Uh, Wrestling News FM says, where does Sonata go from here? Well, my hopes is are that he branches off on his own, mutually. And really starts to follow the path of his idol trainer, the great Muda. And uh, basically becoming a uh, modernized, newer, you know, style of Muda. Um, even if it's only like in a mask form and not the paints. Um, so I think Sonata is good enough to be on his own at this point. And I'm hoping he has a very, very good G- G1. Excuse me. And that's kind of where I'm thinking that's going to lie. Um, I said this a couple months ago, and he was back in a tag team match with uh, Evil. So... You know, things can totally change, but I think he's good enough to be on his own. At Headlock Talk, say that Dontaku was good. It's definitely recommended. Uh, Chris, uh, at Black underscore Baymax 8, says both Dontaku shoes were great. Best match from either show was Ishii and Evil. Brutal Haas fight. Queen of NE. Queen's Court, of course, tomorrow's show. Huge show, dude, by the way. Um, she says that was her match, fave match too. Aaron says at Calvinist Eeyore says not a New Japan fan, but he um, definitely was really hyped on Stardom this this week. And yeah, Stardom has so much stuff happening, as we mentioned. And at Damian Bucks says uh, Taichi winning the belt was a bad decision? Question mark. I don't think it was bad. I think it's not really a big deal. Who's the never open weight title at this point? I just want to see some good, decent matches um, and good competitive matches. So, anyways, um, oh fuck DJ Storms by the way. Yeah, somebody tell him that if anybody's not blocked or blocked him by now, um, he can go suck a dick. Uh, anyways, pardon my uh, French, um, but yeah, best of the Super Juniors blocks are released today. We're gonna put out a contest. And uh, we're that's starting the 13th. That's when those matches are kicking off. Um, you're going to have wrestling essentially every day on New Japan World. So if you're not on board, get on it. Build from the first of the month to the end of the month. So, you know, now would be a good time to jump on. And we are going to talk about Best of the Super Juniors tomorrow. To, uh, next week, I'm sorry. Tomorrow, Queen's Court has her first interview and I've already heard bits of it, and it's 
fantastic. It is British pro wrestler, uh, wrestling resurgence wrestler, Kanji. Kanji, of course, is going up against Charlie Evans at hashtag Iron Woman. It's their third match, third encounter of this really good rivalry. And I mean, stellar pro wrestling. Go to Wrestling Resurgence on YouTube and check out their last match, Kanji versus Charlie Evans. Stellar. Queen's Court is also um, having a bonus episode of Bad Boys for Life, and that is talking about heels. So I'm fascinated. I actually have not heard that yet, so I'm curious to hear that. Then also, NPA Podcast. No particular angle. Big Paws and a Pup is speaking to Zoe Sky. Uh, You know, wrestled in Shine, wrestled in Stardom, wrestled everywhere. Um, He spoke to her in a good conversation. Uh, And, of course, Tony Deppin. Tony Deppin is lighting the indie scene on fire right now in Game Changer Wrestling with Janela. And he's having some stellar wrestling matches. So, Big Paws and a Pup, two big interviews this week, tomorrow. So, gosh, you know, if you're not listening to this, uh, yeah, get on it. And if you are listening to this, please share the links with your friends. Retweet to the high heavens because we've got so much content and uh, we want to share it with as many people as possible. So check in. And, of course, follow that at BrainBuster Radio on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We've got swag. We've got stickers. We've got all the stuff you need. But most importantly, share the links with your friends. Uh, get people subscribed for us if you're digging the content. Share it with others. Do not keep it to yourself. And let others know about the really cool stuff BrainBuster Radio is doing. Because we're not slowing down, we're not stopping, and we're not asking questions, and we're not saying sorry. So, at Wilford Watches, at Brainbuster Radio, we will see you next time. Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Store Report always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Store Report always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you.